Hello and welcome to a light night episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And, you know, going into today, I just thought it was going to be a regular episode, probably recap the game against Florida, talk about John Marino's injury, which, you know, we'll get to later. But, um, of course, Jim Rutherford decided he had other ideas, and he finally pulled the trade off to get Jason Zucker from the Minnesota Wild for Alex Galchenyuk, uh, conditional first-round pick, and defensive prospect Kalen Addison. And for this episode, um, I thought it would be uh, great to get um, Jeff uh, Latang Colt back on the podcast since he is he loves to talk about trades and all that. He's also one of my very, very good friends. So, Jeff, uh, welcome. How are you doing tonight, my man? Oh, really good. Really good. The, uh, the Penguins pulled the trade off, and uh, I like the price, and pretty happy with it. Yeah, I, I like it as well. So you know what? Let's just get on right into it, Jeff. Uh, just obviously, I know you like the trade, but you know, give me your full thoughts on it. What do you think about the price they gave up, the player that they're getting? Um, we know that this had been rumored for a while that it was probably going to happen, and it eventually did. So let's hear it. Well, I think it's a uh, deal that's very similar to the Phil Kessel deal, and I don't know exactly if um, Rutherford is getting a Kessel caliber player in Zucker. I think that uh, Zucker is going to be a better fit in the system than Kessel was. Of course, Kessel did produce with the Penguins. Um, but toward the end, he, he started to taper off, especially his five-on-five game. Um, but as far as the price goes, I, I love it. The first-round pick, um, I had a thread of tweets not too long ago uh, taking a look at the Penguins' first-round picks of the entire Crosby era and of the picks that were later in the draft because the Penguins obviously had made the playoffs, um, very few players had actually turned out and are still active in the league. So this pick was a gamble to begin with. Um, As far as Addison goes, the Penguins have Marino. They have Pierre Oliver Joseph. They have Holander. They've got a lot of good prospects. And, you know, Addison's numbers looked a lot like um, Derek Pouliot's numbers from a few years ago. And while there's no guarantee that he turned out like Derek Pouliot, there's no guarantee that he's panning out either. And even if he does, if Addison does become something very good for the Minnesota Wild, um, if the Penguins get one Stanley Cup from having Zucker, then it's worth it. Um, the other part, Alex Galchenyuk, he didn't work with the Penguins. Um, I read Rossi's piece where uh, he had said that Galchenyuk started off the year with a groin injury and had to work his way through that and, and had a tough time there. Um, and he never quite got it going with the Penguins, so I hope he works it out with the uh, with the Wild. He's always a player that I've liked to watch, and I was a big fan when we got him. Of course, it just didn't work. Uh, so I'm a big fan of the trade initially. Uh, we'll see how it works with Sid. Obviously, Zucker has the, the kind of skill set that he'd like to see with Sid, so... Yeah. Hopefully it works. No, I completely agree. You know, when I saw the trade, I saw Axel Chenyuk. I saw the first-round pick. I'm like, eh, whatever. At first, I was like, oh, well, they traded Kalen Addison. He's probably their number one prospect. But then, when, like you said, when you really think about it, you know, they're, they're making a run now for the fourth Stanley Cup of the Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin era. And I tweeted this. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, one to two. Cup's pretty good. Three, yeah, it's awesome. But you get four. Um, you know, you're basically in the immortality stage at this point because there's not a lot of players that just have four Stanley Cups, especially four Stanley Cups in what 11 years. Uh, that's you'll go down in the history books, like they'll just keep rewriting the history books. 
um, in Pittsburgh. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people say today, well, you know, that's a lot to give up for a player like Jason Zucker. And I feel like a lot of people are saying that because I, people have probably haven't checked that his contract, he's not a rental. Uh, he has three and almost three and a half years left on this contract. So they have him for four playoff runs. And, you know, there's also the chance that you could potentially get Jake Gensel back during this playoff run if the Penguins went a round or two. And then your lineup is looking really, really scary. I tweeted out the um, the lineup that I would have when the Penguins get fully healthy with Zucker, and then you add Gensel into that mix, and um, that's a uh, that's a pretty potent lineup. But um, you know, these these I've never really seen a more overrated um, trade piece probably in hockey than a late round a late first round pick because you never know if those are going to pan out those 23 to 31 picks and the, the chances I think low you don't just don't see it very often and I think people for, people forget that well even if they do pan out Hunter um what kind of player is that going to be you know you don't know if that player is going to take three or four years to develop you don't know if they're going to be ready the next year I mean, it's, it really is a toss-up. Look at, like, you know, Daniel Sprong. You look at, granted, he was a second-round pick, but he was a pretty decent second-round pick. He was predicted to go in the first round, as well as Derek Pouliot. I mean, sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. No, no, I, I completely agree. And, you know, um, Godspeed to um, Alex Galchenyuk going to Minnesota because, um, you, know, I, you know, he definitely needs to find another fit just to hopefully get his game going at least a little bit for the Wild. I don't think the Wild are going to make the playoffs this year, even though they're, they're four points out. But still, you know, just getting a little bit of production out of him would be nice probably for Minnesota, though. Um, I really don't see it happening. But, you know, just, just to get Zucker in, you know, this was really funny, I thought, from Jim Rutherford these past couple weeks, Jeff. Oh, my God, the market has stalled. Oh, there's not a lot going on. Oh, I may not be able to make a trade till like, the last weekend. Well, you know, he was quiet for a reason, it looked like, and it paid off. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to give up Addison. I, I had a, a large speculation, and I talked with members of the Pittsburgh media about this, that uh, I thought Bukestad was the centerpiece of the deal that would land uh, Zucker because, I mean, the timelines added up so perfectly but in the end, uh, I kind of like not having to give up Bukestad because if you have, you know, Bukestad's talent, even in a bottom six capacity, he's still far, far better than most of the bottom six players around the league. Mm-hmm. So that interests me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tweeted out later out my lineup. And if he's like your fourth line center going into the playoffs, I mean, that's. There's a lot worse centers that you can have as your first fourth line center, and I'm glad that they Victor kept him. Rask. Hopefully he can, yeah, <laughs> Hopefully he can get healthy because these last three months, it's just it's obvious he's had a setback of some kind. But um, hopefully he gets back to practice soon. And yeah, I do. I I, I, I hear your sentiment about Addison. I've had a couple people uh, privately have told me um, that they, the Penguins really really liked him and that. They didn't really see him that he was going to get traded anytime soon. Well, uh, Jim Rutherford obviously had other plans, and you know that's just this is the kind of move that you make when you're in a win now mode. You know this is for 2019-20. Who gives a shit about 2026-2027 at this point? You know they're all going to be probably um, retired by then, or they'll be close to 40 years old. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really see the. Um, don't see why people are so mad about you know i saw some really funny tweets on twitter today you know this isn't the pirates um yeah. some, some pirates fans like to 
make um, comments about the Penguins doing this kind of stuff, yet the Pirates have the worst payroll in baseball, and they don't like to spend. But that's Ouch. a completely different story. I feel bad for their fans. But, um, yeah, I just – I just I really really like this deal. I'm excited to see him on Crosby's wing. I think they have a bunch of options that could go opposite of Zucker and Crosby right now. You can put McCann there. Um, I could see Simone going on there because I know Crosby loves playing with Simone. It's very evident that he does. I think um, I think I've listened to a couple podcasts where a couple of writers have said that I think he's privately asked for Simone to be on his line. So, um, but you know, this just strengthens their top six and. No, they're hopefully if they get healthy, they're they're primed and ready for a potential cup run here. Yeah, I like it. Um, the one thing that that interests me is obviously you move Alex Galchenyuk out because he is a burden on the salary cap, right? Yeah. But the Penguins have all this LTIR space. Well, if you're moving Alex Galchenyuk out to clear more space, when Zucker would have fit into where Gensel fit in. What do you? I mean, what assets can you reasonably trade for other pieces, and what kind of other pieces do you go for if you're Jim Rutherford? Yeah, that's also a very, very good question. And you know, I've seen people poke around a little bit um, on Twitter. Uh, just um, some fans talk about potentially getting another defenseman. Um, with the uh, injury update today, in case you guys uh, do not know, John Marino will be out three to six weeks with the uh, facial fracture. Though, uh, listening to the penultimate podcast and reading Rob Rossi's piece, it sounds like it's going to be potentially sooner rather than later, which is really good news. I think Brian Dumoulin will hopefully be back in the next couple weeks. So, I mean, I could see them getting a defenseman, but I don't think it's going to be someone like Alec Martinez who would improve this team. You know, if you're left three left-handed defensemen on the team, down the left side are, you know, Marcus Pedersen, Brian Dumoulin, and Alec Martinez, and then your right side, you can just roll out Justin Schultz, Chris Letang, and John Marino. Uh, that's a pretty good defense, of course, without Jack Johnson. But do I see that happening? Um, I just don't think so, Jeff. I think that um, the price for Alec Martinez is going to be too high. And I think his – I have to check his salary situation. But I just think a lot more teams are going to be interested in him, which is going to drive up the price out of the Penguins range. Oh, I agree. I, I think there might be an under-the-radar type of um, target that Rutherford would be looking at. Uh, you know, one of the names that nobody ever talks about and he acquires them and you're like, whoa, I had no suspicion he would get that guy. Very realistic. So Yeah, I've seen people throwing, get, get, like, the name I've seen throwing around a little bit, Jeff, is one of our old friends, uh, Trevor Daly from the Detroit Red Wings. And um, he makes way too much money and I don't really think he's that good anymore, to be honest. I think. Hey, you know me, I love antiques. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... Um... <laughs> Funny, but um, also Jeff, just to get back to um, the team, uh, just for a second. Um, I know that they're a little ravaged by injuries. Um, are you a little concerned with how they've been? I know they've been obviously winning these games lately. They're on a roll. Have you been a little concerned with how they've played a little bit? How they're getting you know out attempted? You know their possessions gone down a little bit. Starting to get oh, absolutely bit. not. Look uh, who they're missing. They're missing yeah, Dumoulin absolutely. and Marino. Dumlin, a a very very steady presence, and Marino himself, one of the best defensemen in the hockey league so far. I'll die on that hill. Um, you know, I don't think it's it's any uh, worry that they've taken a dip, given that you know it's been they've been heavily relying on Johnson with Latang. I mean, you're just not going to get any kind of good production out of that pairing. Um, you know it. Pedersen has been okay. Schultz has lost a step, I think, because of the two injuries to his legs over the last couple of years. Yeah. 
that, that's the it, biggest it, it's, Right. It's decent, but it's and it'll do for the time being, but very much looking forward to Marino and Doolin getting back uh, just to get some stability on the back end. Yeah, then you can shelter Schultz, which I think he needs at this point. And like you said, the, in, the injuries have, I think, played the biggest toll on Schultz. We know that he can be a good player because he's shown it here in Pittsburgh those first two seasons that he was here. Then the injuries right. came with the um, the broken ankle. Then this year with the six weeks off with that lower body injury. And I don't really know what that injury was. No one really specified it. Just lower body. And now you come back and you're facing these four of the really, really good teams in the East. You know, the Flyers are surprised. The Capitals are one of the league's best teams. They play the Panthers, of course, the Lightning. And they're going to play the Lightning again tomorrow night, which we'll get to later. And, you know, it's just those are some games that are hard, I think, to come back from for a player like that who's missed almost two months with a lower body injury. But I think when they get these two defensemen back, it will just get the pressure off him a little bit. And sure, you know, he's probably going to play with Jack Johnson. I, there's no, they got it. The sooner Jack Johnson gets off the top pairing, obviously the better he tanks anyone's numbers on the top pairing. And um, they just they can't keep going with that top pairing uh, much longer because you don't sure. want to use um, more, a lot, just a lot of his minutes. You just got to shelter his minutes because. That's where he's probably best at this point. And yeah, it's probably not good considering Jack Johnson is not a good player. It's what's best for him at this point because we all know they're going to keep playing him. So, I mean, just, uh, they, they, those two bit defensemen just cannot come back soon enough. I agree. Yeah. And I then, mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, you could debate what's the bigger loss. Is it uh, Dumoulin for an extended period of time, Marino, Gensel? I mean, all of this, these are not replacement players. These are not like, you know, third, fourth liners that if they're not playing each night, you're like, oh, okay. I mean, you're really out of some of your best players, and obviously that's going to take a toll on what you're doing. So I've actually been pleasantly surprised for what the Penguins have been able to do against the team like the Florida Panthers, that's ridiculously skilled, plays a, a good, fast game. So, um, yeah, I've actually been happy with their play. Yeah, they think that the Panthers' top six is probably one of the more underrated groups, I think, in the league. I, think, I don't think a lot of people understand that there's a lot of talent in that top six, of course, with Barkov, Huberto, you know, Dadnov, Hoffman. Trocek. Yeah, Trocek. Yeah, he's, he's outstanding, too. Oh, Pittsburgh native, if you didn't forget. Um, but... That was. I thought the Penguins in that game. I didn't like some of the odd man rushes they gave up. I think that they're. Gonna, it's going to start to go down once they get both of those defensemen back. I understand that. Um, I just don't like how it's be, you know become a little sloppy, giving up a goal a minute after the Penguins score. I felt like I was watching. It was like almost like a game against the Islanders from the spring where they did that. They gave up a goal right after they score, which was kind of a little annoying. But I know that's not going to be the norm. This team really hasn't been doing that. Um, all season, and I've just I really like the goaltending situation too. You know, you start the, just keep rotating them. You know, I know I'm comfortable. I think you are too with either one starting game one in the playoffs. Um, I don't see a problem with it. I think honestly for tomorrow, I think they're probably going to go to Tristan Jari because um, you Matt Murray already saw them. He played pretty pretty well. Now I think they're maybe want to go to Jari to have him play Tampa again. You know, have him. See all these good teams, and forget Jari is going to have to see the Capitals at some point this season too. He's probably going to start at least one or two of those games. So, I mean, I just I really like the uh, the goaltending situation with them too, Jeff. Oh, absolutely! Having two number one goaltenders is a great problem to have. A luxury many uh, teams don't have two or one starting goaltender. I mean, you look at teams like um, 
the Leafs, which are just having so much trouble goaltending. Yeah. Uh, they've got all the offense in the world, but what's the offense if you can't save any pucks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're Frederick Anderson. It looks like he's getting closer to returning, but then they gave up a, a bunch to get Jack Campbell, who's kind of um, a little bit of meh, I think, at this point in his career. I think that was a little bit of a panic trade for them as they're just fighting to um, get into the playoffs. But um, overall, Jeff, I mean, I'm excited for this game tomorrow, especially against Tampa again. They get another crack at them. I thought overall Absolutely. They, they beat – I think they they – Controlled the play for about 40 of those 60 minutes, or definitely, I think, at least over half the game, maybe probably two full periods. It was just their first period that kind of let them down. And of course, Andre Vasilevsky was a monster. The Penguin power play was absolutely a disgrace. But hopefully, they found a fix. They scored a power play goal um, against the Panthers, which was nice. I think that broke their 0 for 11 slump. They've had a bunch of power play slumps this season, which you don't really ever see in the Sidney Crosby of Denny Malkin era considering just how they usually have a top five power play every year, but it has been a daunting task this year. And of course it doesn't help when Jake Gensel's almost lost for the season now. And they've had to go stretches without Malkin, Crosby, Latang, Gensel, like we already said, it's just, it's, it's hard to have good numbers when um, a lot of those guys have had to rotate back in, but still, even now that they're almost fully healthy, the, 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 the fact that the unit is kind of still meh, it's a little concerning, but I think they're hopefully going to figure it out at some point. At least they're not giving up shorthanded goals. Right. Um, you know, when you take any player like Phil Kessel away from a power play, it's going to – we knew coming into the season that yeah. it was going to be tough to rework. And it's, that's just a fact of life. But, um, you know, obviously the injury to Gensel, nobody could have predicted. And it's – I think it's just going to be a process where – they really need to figure out what works and what doesn't. I think Zucker is going to help absolutely on the power play. And the one, my one regret about um, Alex Galchenyuk is that they didn't utilize him enough on the power play. That's really his specialty. He's not a defensive player. We knew that. Um, but I mean, he's, he's really kind of like a, uh, a poor man's sniper, if you will. And in that regard, I mean, they kind of, I feel like they didn't use Galchenyuk either. Yeah, you know? no, I hear you. And, um, I, I do think that Zucker, yeah, he's definitely going to get power play time. I, I don't think it'll be on the first unit. Well, well, actually, well, with Jake Gensel's injury, they actually might put him up there for a little bit, but we'll see. They may keep Ryan Rust on there, but he's definitely going to have a spot on the second power play. That would be foolish if he did not get a spot on that. But um, it's just, I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just still so ecstatic um, about the deal, of course, and um, it looks like that he's going to be um, in the lineup. Uh, tomorrow night potentially and of course you, I think you, you you said that Galchenyuk is not a good um, defensive player I think Zucker I think his defensive numbers his underlying numbers have been really good for his career I think Micah had a real of um, part of the analytics community he had a really good tweet about how good Jason Zucker is um, I know um, defensively and you know that's good that's going to be big to have yeah it sounds like he's really really defensively responsible and combine that with his goal scoring ability and just producing producing points uh, this is this is going to be really really good for the Penguins right I know we talked about um, off the podcast we talked about all the different candidates for trades you know Saad and Kreider and, and I really think pound for pound given the contract that he's under given uh, his defensive prowess, I think that uh, Zucker is going to be a great fit. Uh, if Kreider had a couple more years and Kreider was the, the winger in Minnesota and not in New York, 
might have made a little more sense, especially if he had the same contract that uh, Zucker has. But I think, you know, Kreider, it's going to be too much to pay for a rental. And I think Rutherford realized that and and, uh, New York probably didn't want to move on that this soon. So, um, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think people are, I think the price for Chris Kreider is going to be interesting to see considering what Jason Zucker got and how they're, I think, pretty decently comparable with their goal scoring abilities. Um, I think someone is probably going to make a mistake by if, – if that's the price on Chris Kreider, someone's going to make a serious mistake because uh, that's, I think, a little too much to pay for a rental like you said. And, you know, just, just getting the three-plus years of term, I mean, we, we all know that's what Jim Rutherford's specialty is. He he doesn't sure. usually like to go for rentals. I know he said it in a couple articles the last couple weeks. But almost every trade he's made here, all the players have term. You know, the Jared McCann trade. Phil, Phil Kessel, now Zucker, and then going back a, right. bunch of, a bunch of other trades that he's made. I had to name them off the top of my head. Justin Schultz, you know, Tre- Trevor. It wasn't I think Trevor Trevor Daly. Yeah, he had term left on his turn on his deal too. So uh, it's no secret what kind of trades Jim likes to make, and you know they're hockey trades for players that have term, not for rentals who are just going to walk after the season and you're giving away. Um, prime assets um, for a player that's only going to be there for what three months. So I mean, I, I get, I completely understand him doing this for this kind of player. Right. I just it really struck me as suspicious when you know, okay, the time frame for Nick Bukes' dad was that he wasn't coming back. You know, he, it was eight weeks, nine weeks, ten weeks, and then Jim Rutherford finally comes out and says, "Hey, look, maybe I don't need to trade for a player with term. Maybe I could trade for a rental." And I, I don't know if he was trying to tip Garen's hand there uh, or, you know, whether he was kind of insisting on, you know what, we might have to pony up for uh, Kreider. But obviously things worked out. I just I thought that was funny. I wanted to point that out, that he suddenly had this heel turn where, you know, OK, we'll, we'll get a rental if we have to. Yeah, no, I, I, hear, I absolutely agree. Yeah, it was that kind of found me a little suspicious as well. I was like, oh, yeah, like we maybe trade for a rental. I'm like. You never trade for rentals, so I don't really think that's probably going to happen. I understand how candid he is with the media. He's probably the most candid GM out there, to be honest. Uh, just talks and talks and talks. But, yeah, when I read that too, I was like, I don't think you're really going to do that considering all your other trades have players for term. But overall, just a great trade for the Penguins, a great day to, to be obviously a Penguins fan. Um, it sounds like he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow night. I, I was reading some Jim Rutherford quotes on a few other stories. They're going to try to get him in there. Um, tonight, get him in the game against Tampa, and then um, it'll just it'll just keep going. He'll play obviously Friday and uh, for the next three and a half seasons. So um, it's great to get him. Hopefully, he'll be able to make a deep playoff run and get Jake Gensel back because, whoa boy, that would be a frightening lineup to look at if the Penguins are fully healthy. Forwards, defense with Gensel. Oh, back. unbelievable! And uh, there are two goalies that you can start either goalie. And it really won't make a difference. So um, there's the potential that this could be a, a potentially very special season, I think, in the making here for the Penguins. But I hope so, man. Yeah, I hope so. Me too, man. Get, to get that fourth cup, like I said, that's you're you're in you're in the mortality stage. That's that's pretty. That would be pretty something special. But Jeff, thank you so much as always for coming on the podcast. Hey, um, my pleasure. Yeah, I'll definitely have you on again at some point. Um, probably closer to the deadline again to see if the Penguins make another trade or as we get closer to the playoff time. So, um, yeah, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, not a problem. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, so we'll have another episode coming tomorrow. I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about yet considering this was a really big uh, day for the Penguins. But um, I may do it probably after the game, honestly. Probably talk about the uh, 
um, what happened with the Tampa-Pittsburgh game. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you all tomorrow night.